0: Warning, this podcast may contain some strong language, spoilers for the Channel 4 shows Hunted and Celebrity Hunted, and at some point, a dog.
1: Could you fade into the background and play the ultimate game of hide and seek?
0: Could you go the distance and bag your share of £100,000, or will the team of expert hunters pick up your scent and strike? Hello, Chief.
1: How are you doing?
0: All right, thank you. More importantly, how are you doing? Uh, We're all right. We like a challenge. Standby, standby, standby. Out, out, out. Up to seven
1: persons. Seven persons. Eight. Short of jumping into the canal, their options are reasonably limited. And we also think they may have had a bit too much to drink last night.
0: It's a BMW Ben. We have got live telematics on the vehicle. You fucking music. curtain's drawn. Why are they dreaming of this Thank time? I'm can't be in that fucking house. There's movement, yeah, concern movement. There is, there is movement in the property. Hunter team, open the door, please. As it's surrounded. My name's Craig.
1: And I'm Nat. Recently, we discovered hunted and are now obsessed.
0: But like with every obsessive TV show we watch, we're left with unanswered questions.
1: Like... Could you convince a total stranger to act as your decoy and be taken down by a slightly over-aggressive Scotsman?
0: Cathy, where art thou?
1: Would the pressure of being watched put you off your pasty and milk?
0: And could you step out from the shadows and go from being the grey man to, wait for it, the great man? See what I did?
1: This is the story of series two winner Nick Cummings.
0: Muddling through to extraction and to his share of £100,000, and this is The Hunted Podcast.
1: Could try to play, but you're never gonna be me.
0: Look the other way. What I'm doing ain't easy. Bloody hands from the people who deceive me. Murdy hands break through the chains, go free me. People like sheep, move feet, hurt it easy. you don't wanna be fast asleep on this e me? Better stay ready for a fight. Believe me. when they drag the chains, you can say no, free me. Imagine being in your mid-forties, being a house husband who doesn't see much of the outside world. To everybody who sees you, you are the gray man. You are a little bit quirky, a little bit for want of a better word, weird. And you certainly wouldn't have a chance of surviving out in the wild against a team of experts to bag your share of 100,000 pounds and change your life. Wrong as nick cummings certainly (laughs) certainly showed (laughs) welcome back to the hunted podcast thanks so much for joining us again it seems like it's been a while since we've been sat at this table recording a podcast doesn't it yes
1: it does yeah
0: Uh, And there are a few reasons for it. It's been a very, very hectic uh, few weeks in the Hunted Podcast HQ household. Um, And we've made a little bit of a decision because of that. Um, We are going to do this episode and then we're going to do one more and then we're going to take a little bit of a break. Um, We've been... You know putting together some really good ideas for some content and what we really wanted to do was to bring you guys more interviews and some more insight around the wider hunted world we wanted to look into things like psychology yeah and you know what you do need to go on the run maybe from someone who's done it for real maybe a real life detective but all of these things which we want to do to do which sort of branch out from the little bit of norm of literally just reviewing parts of the show we felt a deserved their own series yep and B, more importantly, take a lot of time to, to come off. It's not yes. just as simple as sending us a message to someone and them jumping on a Zoom call and us recording the episode and being able to put it out. It takes a little bit of time. So we're going to take a little bit of time after the next episode, which will mm-hmm. be another one of these reviews, by yep. the way, um, and we'll come on to why in, in, in a second. Um, and we will put together that sort of series um all together and then we'll sort of put that out whether or not that drops between the end of this particular run of episodes and the start of celebrity hunted we don't know because as we record now it's currently the 30th of october well um, done thank you <laughs> um i had to work out months there <laughs> and we know that all on channel four um a lot of the stand up to cancer stuff has started
1: yeah we had goggle box on friday we're getting a lot of stories
0: which means that it's got celebrity hunters has got to be around the corner Mm -hmm. so what we will be doing when celebrity hunters is on is we will be doing weekly sort of roundups and things like that for the next little bit so whether it drops in between there or not we're not sure but we will see but one thing we are definitely going to do is we are going to do a christmas special christmas I knew that'd excite you being Christmas. Christmas! And uh it's gonna be all about Hunters spin-off show, if you like, isn't it?
1: A little bit. It's a little bit of a spin-off. We've got you get you get Ray, you get some Raymondo.
0: I think you get one or two of the ground hunters, or one or two of the office hunters as well.
1: Potentially, there's, I think yeah. There's at least two. There's definitely Raimondo. I'm
0: sure there's two others because we did a little bit of an Instagram dive and we managed to find two yes, others. We
1: did, yes.
0: Um and actually it's the series we watched before we actually discovered hunted and, and actually got the hunted bug. So we're going to watch the heist and we're going to do a bit of a comparison between the two and that's we going are. to be our Christmas special. Yes. Um, but that's at Christmas and this is the <coughs> here and now and we're here to talk about Nick Cummins who is um the subject of this week's podcast because of you guys at home.
1: You all voted for us to look at his story.
0: So that's exactly what we've been doing between other bits and bobs which have been going off in our life uh, mm-hmm. recently over the last couple of weeks or so we've managed to sort of sit down and re-watch the story what we could have done is we could have recorded this episode you know last week and put it out so it, it, it was a, a consecutiveness but we didn't feel like we'd have done it justice no. we wanted to sit down we wanted to make notes we've got the notepads we wanted to talk more in depth about Nick and, and Nick's story um, and make it more worthwhile for you guys now there were two people on the votes that we put out we put four people out um in total yep for who we wanted to do um Ewan Nick Sarah and Alex were the other one and um it was a very very close run thing it was and um, we're going to leave alex um for a little while because we're still hoping in the future that we're going to get bob yes. on the show. we know he's yeah. very busy as well um we're in constant communication with him so that will happen at some point so we're going to leave alex for a little bit um we're going to leave ewan as well because he falls into the category of celeb so what we might do is we might leave him until the end of the next stand up to cancer yes. series the next celebrity series uh, and our final episode and it seems quite fitting of series one of the Hunter podcast, which will be episode ten, will be Sarah, um, and and her story. So it'll be similar to this, Sarah's story. So, yes. any memories you've got of Sarah, her time in the run, what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy, what you know where she went, if you maybe saw her, maybe when she was out helped the run, etc., helped her, etc. Please do get in touch.
1: Um, at hunted Pod on Twitter and Instagram or huntedpod at outlook.com.
0: Yeah, do send us a message, do get involved, do interact with us. We're going to try and put a lot more focus on there as well, so there's a lot more for you guys to get involved with whilst the podcast's not there, maybe little clips from our interviews, things like that, and (laughs) some different bits and bobs on there. Right, shall we delve into Nick Cummings, the grey man, shall we? So what do we know about Nick Cummings?
1: Okay, so we know that Nick was a house husband um his wife was a GP um and Nick stayed at home looking after his children um I think more his oldest son who is on the autistic spectrum
0: yes so it's it was an interesting one with Nick when you looked at you know people putting together on it because don't forget this is still series two so this is what 2016 I think um and ding, ding. And, uh, yeah, so it was still very much in its infancy as a show. So, and it was but, the
1: first one where they won money.
0: Yes, so this is the first series where they play them for, for money as well. So the first series where it becomes more of a game rather than an experiment. Yeah. But there's still that experimental feel in it. Mm-hmm. And Nick, in contrast to Series 1, is probably the Series 2 version of Series 1's... Um, what's his name now? It's gone completely out of my head. You know, he did really, really <sighs> well. Ricky. Dr. Dr. Ricky Allen.
1: Yes, Dr. Allen.
0: You know, somebody who kept himself to himself, was quite a closed-off person, but the difference was Ricky was an extrovert. He wanted to battle against the state. He was sort of loud in his views and was methodical and and things like that, whereas Nick, he very much was the type of person that um, didn't believe in himself.
1: Very much so. He wanted to prove himself.
0: And I think when you go on a show like this and you are setting out to prove yourself, I think that really does put you in the spotlight a lot more because from a production point of view, like we touched upon last time, they would have been wanting him to fail spectacularly, maybe do something silly to to get caught and maybe live up to that stereotype, that storyline which they would have undoubtedly played out for him of, him being the house husband, him being the weak man, him being the grey man, there the was a man. lot of focus on, there the, was, on yeah. that. There was, yeah,
1: there was. There was a lot of focus on him not being able to last. I think there was a view of, because he is a house husband and he is staying at home, I think there was a big focus on he, him maybe relying on others more than what someone that goes out to work might do.
0: It's that thing I think they were trying to play on of if somebody's not got a big network if somebody's not got a lot of friends how are they going to cope yeah. in the outside world i think that's the the sort of storyline they were going through mm. so we've been through we've watched his journey we've had a little look at uh, some of the things he did some of the people he met some of the places he went some of the uh, excellent moments that he did one in particular which is uh, a favorite of ours which we have mentioned <laughs> on the podcast before but before we delve back into what we've we've watched yeah let's go back to when we first watched the series and our will talk about how a w- how we as viewers, as in me and you, but yeah. also in general, perceived Nick Cummins.
1: Okay. Um, as quiet. But, quiet, but very, very polite. But also someone who, I think the saying is wouldn't say boo to a goose.
0: Yes. Not the type of person, the type of person who, if it all kicked off in a pub, would hurriedly e- go for the exit rather than getting involved like if if somebody started maybe on well maybe not on his on his wife but if there was an argument because i think he probably would find it in somewhere from oh he would stand up for his wife i think he he, he's the type of person who certainly what i perceived when we watched it who struggles with confrontation yeah would, would sort of maybe laugh it off a little bit and maybe not necessarily he's the type of person actually who you perceive to not understand or not necessarily click on when somebody is taking the piss out of you. When somebody is literally saying things, making comments which are aimed at joking towards you, making a joke of you rather than making a joke at you. He's that type of person, would have perhaps been bullied a lot, um, maybe feels vulnerable and things like that. And I think when we first watched it, one of the things we said... Where he's not gonna last.
1: Yeah, I think we we underestimated him. Like probably the everyone else that watched it did. We didn't think he was gonna last.
0: No, and I think there's a probably a reason for that, and it's because he very nearly got caught on the uh, the did. opening episode. Yes, episode.
1: Yes. So, um, everyone else had drivers to get them out of Birmingham. Birmingham, yeah, Birmingham. Everyone had drivers to get them out of Birmingham. Nick had stashed a bike somewhere.
0: I mean, if you are going to do it, Birmingham's heavy on traffic. So maybe there's a bit of logic there to do it. But also, I think it's actually the first indication we get that Nick doesn't have a massive circle of friends because everybody else was able to, um, you know, going back to the whole extraction thing, if you were able to pre-plan your escape Mm -hmm. back back then, everybody else was able to pre-plan their escape and say... Hey, Steve, can you give me a lift out of Birmingham on Wednesday? And yeah, no worries, pal. And it, yeah. jobs are good. And whereas Nick didn't really have no. anywhere to turn. Or that's what it appeared anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. so Nick stashed a bike somewhere. Um, and I believe he got on his bike and he headed towards the canals. He did. Um, but HQ caught him on CCTV.
0: Yeah, because and that's the danger that Nick had. He was the you know, when you, we've watched this and we've discussed this before, when there's a cluster escape, yeah. you're always going to follow the trail of the slowest because yeah. it's the easiest. Yeah.
1: And he was still in Birmingham an hour after they had been launched. Mm. He was still there. And so they followed him.
0: Because to them as well, they've got no agenda of who to tick off first. No. They've they've got no thing of, oh, this person is really well-equipped, so we must stop them first, we must get them first. At that point in the game, because, again, it now is a it's game. It's a game, yeah. They are just literally t- li- literally looking to tick off as many people as they can as yeah. quickly as they can. So they were literally, they perceived him, and they've said this numerous times throughout the series, as the weakest. Yeah. Because he was the slowest to get out. Yeah. And had it not been for... You know, maybe taking one t- one turn differently on on the canal when he did. Yeah, I think he, he got lost. He got did get lost, but yeah. getting lost um, did him very very well it indeed did, in yeah. the
1: end because they had
0: because they were waiting for him on yeah. the on the route that he yeah. was originally planned to take.
1: I think they had Steve on a bench and someone on a bridge. <laughs> And they were waiting for him to go past, but That's he didn't go for Steve to get
0: on a bench, isn't it, rather than have yeah, to hide just, in the bushes? Yeah, he just
1: sat on a... He got, he got a comfy. For once. For once he was comfy. He was on a bench, just watching people go past. If
0: only he'd known what was to come later in that series when he had to hide in that service station bush for seven hours. Yeah, bless, bless him. him. If you don't know what we're talking <laughs> about, go back and listen to our interview with Steve Cotton. <laughs> right, let's stay with, with Nick. Um yep. So, yes. And it's also the first real glimpse that we get of his personality because, again, he is perceived as the slowest and they mm-hmm. are on his tail he gets a lot of screen time yeah at this point it all goes down the edit is all down to you know what footage they've got and mm. the footage they, they've they got at that point is they are very nearly on um his they're, well they're on his tail because yeah. he's the slowest so he gets a lot of air time straight away and you get a big look into his personality
1: you do you see him on his bike riding along a canal and you get a excuse me Bing, Thank ding. you. Coming through.
0: Very, very and he's polite, so isn't he? So
1: polite, and you know, he's just sort of riding along, happy. There's no urgency. No, move out my way. Get out my way. It's just, excuse me, coming through. Thank you.
0: And in comparison to some of the others as well, it's actually a really clever way to escape. It's it's a dangerous game because you are the slowest, and you are potentially being tracks. yeah um but also it's a good way once you've got out of that area it is a good way to stay hidden and it's also not drawing attention to yourselves and this is something which frustrates me one of the things we're we potentially planning to do in the future episode is to review um the final episodes of the series and yeah. maybe review some of the winners and we'll be open and, and sort of say we were frustrated by io who yes at the, at the end who obviously got to win but that's i think because of the two differences between the two if you've got that fight you do deserve to win yeah but he at the start and you see him with his friend is it Madhu is his friend yes. who he goes on the run with um he Madhu gets very very angry because io is always using his phone or always using a phone like to try and contact people and
1: initially yeah
0: yeah he does it on the uh the extra Uh, the escape yeah he's in the car
1: recording a video
0: yeah which is straight away it's good if they get hold of that it flags your location you can pinpoint what car you're in because it wasn't i don't think it was his phone i think it was his friend's phone i think so yeah so again that tells you where you've been and it gives that digital footprint and Mm. it creates that digital footprint and that really really frustrates me but in contrast nick's not done any of that he's literally just been caught on cctv and that's the only downfall is because it is in a city where there is big cctv
1: yeah and he was on his own and he was slow and he sort of stood out a little bit
0: and and that's all it was but once he got away that was it once he he got away i think they don't pick him up for something like 13 days or something yeah, along those he, lines
1: he goes he is hidden for a hell of a long time
0: yeah and he yeah he manages to stay underground he manages to sort of stay um lost well not lost but stay off track and um people really really struggle to you know find where he is and and find what he's doing so i think that says a lot about actually that his escape was right up there in terms of probably the best one to make
1: yeah yeah he he took his bike and just went to ground
0: and I think that also says about a lot of him as a person as well, because I think you see this a lot with fugitives during the show. They do draw a lot of attention to each other by way of their personality. Some people are happy to go along, chat to people, yeah. ask for help, go into shops, ask whether they can camp down. And actually, that the more you do that, the more dangerous it becomes. Yeah. You think about um, people who were in well all series but there's, there's one uh, you know Haley and Dan who ended up winning mm. um, you know they spoke to a lot of people yeah um, they were ha- looking to st- to stay in different places Steph and Don when they were on the one in the celebrity version even, they were always looking to speak to people
1: even I think anna and elizabeth from nick series yes. they spoke to a lot of people they were willing to go up to a lot of people can you give us a lift can you help us can you get us out of here and i think there's even a bit where they are told to stop speaking to so many people by a guy who picks them up because he says you don't know who you can trust yeah don't speak to so many people
0: yes that's true yeah that that does happen and again that's their personality you know they're two young people uh they've got that young confidence Mm -hmm. and because of nick and who he is he's been a house husband at this point for 17 years 17 years so even before that he wouldn't have perhaps had a job had um an outside life let's delve into to that you know a house husband is somebody who stays at home doesn't really interact much with the outside world outside of maybe going shopping yep. taking your kids to places and maybe speaking to other parents so that bubble is quite small and as those kids grow up and become more independent the need for you to be with them becomes less and less and less yeah. therefore the need for you to go out becomes less, less and, and less and less and, less.
1: less. and even those parents that you speak to at school they're just people that you speak to they're not friends they're not acquaintances or anything they will just be people that you just go morning yeah have you? Has your kid done this? Has your kid done this? There's nothing personal there. It
0: goes. It, yeah, it doesn't go beyond a connection of hello, how are you? Yeah. Hi, how are you? Well, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when you, when a teenager has a conversation. Hey uk <laughs> what are you up to wuu 2 Okay.
1: bye see ya yeah <laughs> he's very much this very much like a like a hi how are you do you have a nice weekend yes thanks bye
0: and he talks about it a lot in his uh, vts as well you know that he's never really had a career mm-hmm. he's and by comparison as well he's in this world where he doesn't need to because his wife's a gp and yeah you know, doing well for herself so you've got this comparison of really, really high really confident, really mm-hmm. outgoing, extrovert, introvert. Yeah. And I can't imagine, well, I can imagine because I think I probably am an introverted person. But being an introverted person who doesn't push themselves to go out, mm. an intro, excuse me, an introverted person, that's the cup of tea that I've had, which is would <laughs> being on me. Uh, the introverted person who is also coping with, Bringing up a son who is on the autistic spectrum, yeah, um, who is obviously very very bright, but also has to deal with what comes with that, yeah, and also seems to live in quite a remote, closed off area. Yeah. There's not, you see, shots of the house, and the, the, you know, there's not, it's not a mid terrace. It, there's not neighbours either side. You uh-huh. know, Glenn and Barbara aren't one side, Dave and Shirley aren't the other. It's, um, you know, it, it's very closed off. It's very private. Yep. It's very, you know, playing into that sort of uh closed off nature so to be able to um you know to be able to be outgoing i think it's a big big push and one of the things that he he says about why he wants to do it um and what he wants to and what he wants to do is all about all about why he wants to go on the show and he feels that he wants to give something back
1: yeah he says that obviously because his wife is the one earning money um He says that for him, winning would mean him bringing financial value to their family unit.
0: Which automatically, from a psychological point of view, and Dr. Donna probably did pick up on this at at some point, is almost him saying that he feels inferior.
1: Yeah, like he doesn't contribute to the family. Yes, he's there as a caregiver, but he's not contributing on a higher level.
0: Yeah, he's not... Giving some is not giving as much back as what the stereotypical male, yeah, especially of his era being his his age, yeah, would do. It would almost, you know, it's probably a, a rare thing for couples of his age to for it to be. That way around in his head, because mm. it's usually the other way around, the wife brings up the child yeah, the he wife goes out di- yeah. he's the g p he goes out and earns the money, he brings the bread home.
1: the wife stays at home, brings up the kids, yeah,
0: and it's the, completely the opposite way around, so yeah. every time you see him winning, you know that there's something um there as well. you know that there's something sort of uh undertone and there's some form of i don't know I don't know whether you call it self resent would that be fair
1: I don't know
0: almost that resentment of that you're not feeling that feeling like you're not good enough
1: i think there's a little bit of that
0: there's that it's a mental battle
1: yeah there's definitely a mental battle there for him um of is what i do enough for my family
0: and that's you know a big big part of of why his journey goes so strongly and i think probably why a lot of people voted for for what he what he was as well and I think you know the hunters figure this out when they're doing their deep dive. So you have almost in three stages, isn't it? When you're when you're watching the show, you have the um, the start of the show, the launch, um, where they're just basically playing hide and seek. They're yep. just trying to get to as many people as they can and sort of get through. And then it goes more into the whole thing of right. We're now gonna delve down into we know who they are we're going to delve down into their network and see what we can find and with Nick they find diddly squat
1: barely anything there's there's no no real associates there they struggle to find anyone that he is linked to
0: and I think that's a a big thing for them because which maybe sort of puts them on the back foot and allows him to to go to ground and sort of be hidden for for so long
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because there's really yes, he does contact someone later on, but there's no straightaway contacts that they find that they see. There's no one there that he reaches out to.
0: Well, even when he does reach out, he's not seen that person in person like this, like we are across a table, shared a cup of tea, shared a drink, shared a meal. He's not seen that person since he was at school
1: yeah a long time and you know it when they see each other it's very much like oh
0: yeah hello it is it's that disbelief moment they've kept in touch yeah. over social media but i again with somebody like nick i don't see him being that person who would actively be sat on facebook messenger going, hey, how are you? You no. might like the odd photo of him and his kids or mm. achieved this promotion at work, but I don't think anything would be deeper than, hey, how, how how's the family doing? Did you have a Con- nice holiday? Yeah, congratulations on your promotion. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be on any deeper level than that. No. Um, But that, again, says a lot about maybe how people perceive him as school friends as well, because... He writes the letter to get his money. You know mm-hmm. they they eventually meet up and have the phone call. He uses somebody's phone, somebody that he um, uh, was it Richard. Yes, who we eventually went on to be uh, play a big part in our favourite yep. thing. Yeah, um, and he oh, he says the whole thing, doesn't he? About he doesn't believe that That's it's him. That's not Nick. Yeah, you're not Nick.
1: Doesn't sound like Nick.
0: Give me a. Uh, uh, answer a question to to prove that you're Nick.
1: Uh, who was our chemistry teacher at school?
0: Creepy Crawley. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. yep. And even then he has a bit of a bumble because he's not quite expecting it. So again, they've not worked out a preamble of what's our security no. question going to be. There's been no full planning into that whatsoever. It literally just is. I'm friends with this guy on Facebook. I've had half a conversation with him saying, would you be prepared t- to help me? Um, i'm going to reach out to him and see if he does does help me and no preamble of we're going to agree on this code word or whatever it's yeah right tell me something about school could you really what what is he he must be in his mid-40s then let's yeah let's say for example then he was hmm, let's be kind let's say let's say 42 yeah probably wasn't I, I don't know but let's say he was 42 and he wouldn't have been at school let's say it was secondary school for a good 20 odd mm-hmm. years maybe what let's say 25 oh well it would be 25 years wouldn't it so if you've 26 yeah yeah 20 let's say 25 years yeah not been at school for 25 years you've had a life you've had you've got a wife you've got kids yeah they've been through school and seen so many teachers that question would absolutely um blow your mind wouldn't yeah. it You'd be like what
1: i mean i don't know what it was like at, i don't know what it was like at other schools but I didn't have the same science teacher every year. I had multiple different ones each year. So to know which teacher they want me to answer with, I'd find that quite difficult.
0: Can we also appreciate the... um no, uh, is it phononics? No, ph- Phenetic. phonetics. Phonetics. I did, clearly didn't go to school. Um, <laughs> Crap Craig. There you go. There's one for you. Um, can we appreciate the phonetics of the teachers? Creepy Crawley. Creepy Crawley. Who was also the chemistry teacher. Yep. Creepy Crawley, the chemistry teacher. teacher. Like um, um, Mardy Matthews of f- maths.
1: Yep. Uh, silly Simons of science. Oh, we've got science. Yeah, we've got science. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got excited there. I know
0: you came up with one.
1: Um, Psycho
0: Peters, the PE teacher. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hungry Humphreys, the history teacher.
0: Oh, okay. Let's not go on off, t- off on a tangent of teachers. Okay, sorry. But it just shows, doesn't it? You know about how he he's not had that those deep relationships and. I don't know whether that's a help or a hindrance because when um, you know the, the ground hunters, is it Neil and Amy? I think it is. Um, Scottish who, Neil. Scottish yeah. Neil, um, who uh, go and see his friend. They don't believe him. And, and again, I, I get a little bit frustrated watching it as you go on, as you learn more about Nick and yeah. you understand more about his, his approach to things, how quickly they write him off as a loner.
1: Yeah, yeah, they sort of don't believe that he does have anyone. Um, They just think, oh, no, there's no one that he knows. He's not going to turn to anyone. He's got no one to turn to. He's not going to last. And that's,
0: I don't know, how... Uh, how... Much they underestimate him. I think you hear a lot of the time, don't you? In Hunted H.*, of how have we not got this guy yet? Yeah. How has this guy managed to survive yeah. this long? How has he managed to uh, to outsmart us? It's almost like they feel like a fugitive has to fit into a certain box and fit yeah. into a certain criteria.
1: Yeah, it's like they've got to know lots of people and turn to lots of people and appear at certain points to to be successful
0: maybe this is what maybe nick's journey is what changes things down the line because we hear don't we from um from our interviews and and things like that that we've done um with harry that they had to do certain things at certain times and there is a little bit of 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 this in nick's series but (laughs) perhaps not as much but maybe that's what it is i'm talking more specifically about reaching out to people because other than writing the letter to his old school friend and contacting somebody purposely we'll come on to that purposely to contact his wife i think he contacts his neighbor i think
1: yes he does yeah
0: um to contact his wife to set up the decoy yeah he doesn't actually contact anybody from my memory
1: at all he goes home once
0: yeah but technically he goes home all the time because he stays within that area which is genius but he goes home once like you say he doesn't contact anybody from his wider network and therefore it becomes much more maybe easier from his perspective perspective but much more difficult from the hunter's perspective of we've got nothing to catch this guy out yeah they didn't
1: have anyone to go and question really like they went to his wife a hell of a lot to try and get something out of her but she was very she was so clever um tried to bug her and everything but got nothing and
0: she knew let's take a minute to to, uh let's call this the is it joe yeah it is let's call this the joe cummings appreciation section (laughs) appreciate uh yeah appreciation section um she played an absolute blinder she was so good unbelievably good and she you know she under the scrutiny of the the hunters she didn't crack she didn't buckle she well, to be fair, she answered with, with honesty. Has he been in touch? No. No. Um, has has uh, Have have you had any pre-arranged or pre-phone calls with him you've heard from him at all? No. no. He did send me flowers for my anniversary, though. Yeah. And can we see the flowers? Yeah? No, no, just literally... No, just flowers. Just flowers. And yeah. again, well done for remembering the and, anniversary. And,
1: you know, he turns up at home and she gives him a note. She gives him notes, like they know what they know you're wearing this yeah they've been here this they've done this my
0: car is bugged my phone is yeah and it it gives him that push to that then sows the seed for what he goes on to do after that and again when you've been on the run for that long i think at this point um it's around 13 or 15 days that he's been away from home. So we're talking about a man who is always at home, a man who stays in that inner sanctum, away from his wife, been on the run, you know, probably tired, a little bit dirty and things like that. And and probably he's getting a little bit fed up with it Mm -hmm. mentally. He goes home and there's a little bit of him that's desperate for that affection. Yeah. And she gives him a little kiss and then she says, go.
1: Yeah. And she straight away, no, get down. They're watching.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's
1: on it. She's so switched on with, they're going to be watching, they're driving up and down, you need to go.
0: Yeah. And then she gives him the note with all the stuff she gives him yeah. the morning, she gives him the note, and it sows the seed. And that is sort of like the bounce point for Nick yes. where he goes, bang, I've clicked onto this. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for what's going to come next. And it is an absolute, you know, hats off to her sort of moment because... It must not have been easier for her either because, um, you know, when, when everything's there, it, it can't be... A bit of, it cannot have been easy for her to uh, be like that towards him as well because she must know that he needs that security, he yeah. needs that sanctuary.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the whole time must have been hard for her as well. You know, she's used to having someone there helping her with the family and now it's her on her own.
0: Now, let's... Talk about a little bit more of Nick's character and okay. Nick's preparation for it. So, we know that he's not going to reach out to many people. Yeah. We know he doesn't reach out to many people. Yep. And the hunters and the investigators are almost taken aback when they finally do manage to hack into some of his Gmail stuff and his yes. online search history.
1: Yeah, Nick's been doing a little bit of searching and a little bit of shopping. Uh, Nick has got himself a wig and a moustache. He's been looking at disguises, uh, tents, and mattresses.
0: And that's it. That's it. No. uh, I think he
1: looked at cycle routes as well. Yeah, he did
0: look at cycle routes as well, um, which I think says a lot about, you know, but that was probably. By the time they got to that information, that was too late for them. Yeah. Because he sort of stopped cycling after a while, didn't he? He, Uh, He got to. Um no, well, no, he didn't did he he carried on um, he got out of Birmingham mm-hmm. and then basically stayed,
1: yeah, he just cycled within
0: maybe fifty miles a, a of loop, his home of his home, yeah, and you know it is that thing, the gray man hidden in plain sight,
1: yeah, yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing, he stuck to where he knew, but where he was hidden and moved when he needed
0: to move. <laughs> he was likened to an armchair Bill groves an armchair I think that's Bill. what
1: he called himself. Is that
0: what he called himself? Yeah, he
1: called himself an armchair Bear Grills.
0: Who said that? he was? I'm sure somebody said that he was a wannabe J- Bear Grills, wannabe James Bond or something. Was it not Ben who said armchair Bear Grills and armchair James Bond? Maybe.
1: I'm sure. I just, I just remember armchair Bear Grills.
0: I'm sure one of them said that. I'm sure one of them said that. Um, but yes, uh, let's move on to uh, uh, to that from that then. Obviously, we know he, he sort of preps that way and they get a little bit frustrated with him. Mm-hmm. And all throughout, it, you, you can sort of see, can't you, the office hunters just becoming more and more bemused that this quiet character, this quiet person, this person who appears so grey and so closed off is just able to continue to blossom
1: yeah Yeah. and it's like everyone that they speak to well everyone his wife and his school friend paul they don't believe anything that either of them are saying because they continue to underestimate him
0: yeah it's almost like they are determined to think of that he is a liar yeah. they think that it's all bullshit they think it's all an act and all a mass. they think that yeah. he must have a network of friends he must be reaching out to yeah. somebody he must be going here there and everywhere he must have this plan that plan he just really really doesn't
1: no no he's just off by himself with his bike
0: having a jolly old time yeah
1: proving drinking, himself
0: drinking his milk
1: drinking his milk
0: and eating his pasty yep and you know what it says a lot about the measure of the man actually that so many people and fugitives you see on the show when these helicopters over or drones or sounds in the air as the time goes on they get more and more scared frustrated on edge he doesn't
1: no he's just sort of like oh oh no it's fine they're flying in a straight line if they'd seen us they'd be coming back and they're too high it's like he's processing everything in a still even late on it's in a logical way and there's no panic whatsoever in him
0: he literally just goes i'm gonna sit here finish my pasty and walk gently off
1: yeah and that's
0: what a great way to be
1: it's like i'm not gonna rush i've got my pasty i need to finish it and then i'm just going to walk like i have like nothing's happening so i don't give myself away
0: brilliant absolutely brilliant well let's move on to uh, when they pick him up next let's talk about our favorite part and this is <laughs> the pivotal part of nick's journey yes so he after being on his own for a long time he's reached out to his school friend who's yep. managed to get him some money yeah he's seen his wife who mm-hmm. uh, told him obviously um, what has happened mm-hmm. and everything uh, like that they've they've um She's told him that her phone has been bugged, the house has been bugged, that they've been there multiple times. Yeah. So he knows that the pressure and the net is starting to... Yes,
1: he does. The pressure is
0: mounting, the net is starting to close in. Yeah. And he comes up with a genius plan.
1: Very clever plan. Um, Nick enlists the help of um, Richard, who he's camped in his garden. Richard's giving him some wine.
0: Oh, yeah. Can we briefly touch upon... um, on the wine, because again, this is another um, highlight of Nick's personality, and another thing which really makes him relatable, and it's the fact that um, it's the small things which make him, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for, the small things which matter to him, it's the, the, the small acts of kindness which really make him shows his vulnerability yeah. like he's overwhelmed by the simplest of things yeah when you know um richard tells i think his daughter or, or whatever to go and give this to, to nick he's so overwhelmed by a simple thing of here's a glass of wine yeah here's you can camp in my garden would you like to start a fire yeah do you want this do you want that simplest things
1: yeah yeah he's yeah
0: and do you think that's what makes him warm to richard do you think that's what makes him go actually now i can trust this guy i think he'd be bang up for it bang up for making it happen
1: yeah because richard sort of seems like the same sort of person as nick they they seem like they're um on the same level and you know maybe both a little quirky both maybe not massively out there
0: yeah quite rural. i call it rural introverts you know, they both live in a similar setting. They're both family-orientated. Yeah. They don't seem the type of people that would have, you know, massive networks. And yeah. they really do connect with yeah, each other. Yeah, they do, yeah. So, the genius plan is uh, is this. So, he, use, he uses Richard's phone yep. to phone a friend or neighbour.
1: To phone a neighbour.
0: To phone a neighbour.
1: And he asks the neighbour to call Joe, his wife. Um, and to say that he has lost his ta- lost his ten, he's wet, he's lost some stuff, and he needs a hundred pounds. Um, and he asks the neighbour to ask Joe to phone Kathy, whoever Kathy might be. Um, but wherefore
0: art thou, is Kathy? Art
1: Kathy, um, and to tell this to Kathy, to, and to get Kathy to meet him at the gym. On Friday with the hundred pounds, a ten and some clothes.
0: But And of course he knows the hunters are listening into that phone yes. call. That's the key thing here.
1: He knows that they're listening and he knows that they will be able to find out who Cathy is.
0: But wherefore out thou is Cathy?
1: Cathy's not there. Because obviously Joe probably knows that it's you know. Um so they find out who Cathy is. They find out where the gym is. And they send Scottish Neil and Amy.
0: Yes. Uh, so they know what time he's going to be there. Um, they know it's going to be Friday. They know it's going to be um, in one of the car parks outside of the gyms. And they know what he's wearing. They know exactly what he's wearing. And this is the key thing. They already have known that that he has ordered wigs and fake yep. mustaches and fake glasses and, he's and bo- a boiler, boiler, boiler suit. suit and it just so happens by a pure bit of luck that Richard the decoy is a similar height, yep. a similar build, yep. a similar age and with the wig and the boiler suit on from a distance looks exactly yes. like him. And I
1: think he put sunglasses on he as well. He does put
0: sunglasses on. He does. And the hunters, the ground hunters, Amy and Neil, forfeit, hook, line and sinker. It is a beauty of a moment.
1: Neil is running towards decoy Richard and I believe the office hunters go, are you sure it's him? And he goes, 100% positive ID. 100%
0: it's him. Thank you for that. 100% it's him, he says. He is so cocky and so confident. And also as well, takes him down quite roughly it's a good <laughs> he job does. he good job he landed on grass because if that had been concrete that would have hurt he I mean, literally hurt like anyway.
1: runs into him and pins him down yeah and he's like nick cummings you have been captured
0: the time the run is over you've been ca- you've been hunted down fella you've been hunted down
1: and richard's like nope nope he's like nope you've got the wrong one
0: it's brilliant and it it's funny because you get the shot of them in the office or celebrating. The young lad whose name escapes me, he made my he made series one to three, he one to four. He was so happy. He loved it. He was always like, he always like, had glasses, yes. sort of, you know, yeah, yeah. young looking. Um, uh, he always was celebrating. But Louis, is it Louisa? Lou- yes, Louisa. Um, she's like, no, no, we d- we don't know it's him. We don't know it's him. We, we're not sure it's yeah. him. She's always the one that puts the she se- lays the stop seed of everyone. doubt. She always stops everyone celebrating. Um, she's like, I can liken Louisa to someone who wins the lottery and won't celebrate until she actually sees has the money in her yeah. hand. Yeah, even though you know you get a bit of money in advance and you know that's the winning ticket she doesn't she is the type of person that will not celebrate until she's got cash in hand
1: yes and
0: yeah it's quite funny because even at one point i think watching it back she does celebrate a little bit as well yeah
1: she does like a little yay because
0: when when they've she sees the the image because the cameraman's behind yeah. him and shooting down and she sees what everybody else sees which is a man who looks exactly the same build and height of nick yeah. he who's wearing what nick was um, wearing and what where Nick said he was going to be Yes, in Nick's own voice because they had it recorded Yes, because they'd bugged the line. So she even allowed herself to celebrate and then you get the line. You've got the wrong one.
1: Yeah, and then he shows the, the little... The wig
0: comes off, the glasses come off. The he hat shows come... the
1: little note.
0: Yeah. Oh, the note is brilliant. I forget all about the note.
1: I can't really remember what the note says, but it says something like... It's something around it not being him, and there's a lol. There is it. a
0: lol, yeah.
1: Why did you not write this down? Sorry. I told you to write this
0: down. Poor from you, this. Yellow card. Um, yeah, um, something like High Hunters, something, 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 lol. Nick. Uh, Nick, and then there's a a word at the end, I, I could never really pick up, I couldn't really pick up on it, I didn't really know what it was, but yeah it was a a random word at the end which uh, uh was funny but it was nice to see the note and everything he's just mm-hmm. really really uh laughing and then it, it's brilliant and then of course the production is excellent because it then cuts to the shot because um decoy richard says i hope he's miles and miles away yeah. it cuts to a shot and lo and behold off he's gone and he's in Hertfordshire he's, he's out of the way
1: 200 miles away 200
0: something miles away brilliant mm. absolutely brilliant
1: yeah, he's a very clever person there. And then it gets them off his scent.
0: It does. And that is the boost that it needs. I think not only for for taking the heat off him, but also mentally. Yeah. Because he thought, oh, I'm, you know, I'm bumbling along, I'm doing all right at the minute. Obviously, he gets the thing from his wife saying, they're on to you, you need to have a little thing, they know what you're yeah. wearing. It gives him that second, not click of doubt, but that second wind of actually that, Evaluation period, yeah. Of I need to move and start again.
1: Yes, he's got
0: away from one situation, he's done well for 13 14 days. He now needs to get away from that situation to go on to phase two, which is keeping your head down, yeah, not getting, um, you know, not getting caught and hunted and getting to the end. And again, this is the other thing about how I think the hunters and the audience see him as the weak link because it's that thing of he's on his own he's gonna make a mistake at some point he's gonna put his head above water we'll get him we're not gonna worry about him he can stay hidden until the final day we'll get him with an hour to go if, if we need to yeah we're not concerned about him he poses no threat to us whereas these two this person this person this person does
1: yeah yeah he's just sort of left
0: very 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 bad move yeah it's that underestimation is, is yeah there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance and I think especially in the case of hunting Nick Cummins the line of arrogance was crossed multiple multiple yeah, times yeah. yeah, multiple multiple times and then we move on to the later part of his journey don't yes. we so he's got away um, and then this is where his confidence is up he's obviously been boosted by mm-hmm. Um, Richard and he uses the public a little bit more than what he did at the start
1: yes so um, I think they say after three weeks of wearing the same sort of things uh, Nick heads into I think it's a charity shop um, and gets himself a new outfit
0: yes but he only does that because he meets um, somebody I think it's a lady
1: no he does that before does that
0: before does he? he I thought he did that after I thought he met a lady called Sarah and she showed him what she showed him what was what's happening he
1: gets new clothes then he meets sarah then he meets sarah and sarah gives him some new clothes
0: ah, okay there we go apologies apologies i got it wrong <laughs> i got it wrong um and it also comes after a, a, a real poignant line from uh, our new favorite at the minute i think dr, dr. Donna. donna dr donna um it's an important stage of his life not only on the an important stage for Nick not only on the run but also in his life as yes. well. And again, it's uh, it, it's very very poignant. Yeah. So he's got himself some new clothes and he's is meet he's met Sarah, um he's walking 15 plus miles or so, he was travelling 15 plus miles each day. Yeah. Um and this
1: is the point where he gets spotted.
0: Yes, and that that's the vital bit that I missed. Um I should stop talking, you should talk. Oh, more. sorry,
1: sorry. Um, so Nick gets spotted he goes into a shop he buys some food he's seen on CCTV and also I think someone spots him walking along the road and phones in mm. um, so he is seen he is spotted and they know what general area he is in um, and he meets Sarah and Sarah tells him this and also shows in the picture that they've got um, so they see what he is wearing
0: yes uh, and that gives Nicky almost he goes mm, okay, okay um, it sort of has a little mumble and goes oh better change then and yeah. and, and and does and um, and then he manages to get away and, and they, again too far behind him
1: yeah they're not quick enough
0: and then we're into the final part now aren't yeah. we yeah
1: we're on to escape launch no
0: extraction extraction there you go um again he stays in a, a, a similar location they meet up in a cent- central location um i think about three or four days before extraction yes um and they all get told the information about the the escape and what they need to do he heads back to tunbridge wells which is sort of on the border he knows it well he knows the area well he does familiar with it and then barbara comes along
1: barbara who was a friend of sarah so sarah's helping him again um yeah he goes to barbara's house um barbara gives him some tea
0: uh, yes would you like a cup of tea yes plenty
1: yeah i think i'd be
0: asking tea. for a little yeah. bit something a bit stronger at that point he has now, tea.
1: i think he also maybe has some cake or something yes
0: he does He sat with probably her husband yeah they're having cake. a little
1: chat about his every kids. old person has cake it's
0: brilliant
1: <laughs> or biscuits um they're having a little chat um and barbara comes up with a plan at this point um for um nick to have another disguise
0: yes and it's a brilliant brilliant piece of (sighs) <sighs> Stereotypical old people thinking disguised as a jogger, but it doesn't. He doesn't, doesn't look doesn't anything look like, much a like a jogger at all. He gets that the old. St- she gives him the old style
1: <laughs> um
0: computer headphones.
1: <laughs> I remember bless. them from school. <laughs>
0: yeah, I used to have a pair of them. <laughs> bless, um, and she is the one who eventually takes him to the extraction point. She
1: does yeah, she drives him, she tells him to get down. I think she covers him up with one of her scarves. In <laughs> yeah. the back of her car. Yeah. <laughs> you lie down.
0: Have a little have a little while. You, you stay yeah. down there.
1: Um and I think it's whilst they're driving to the extraction point that Nick actually says um that he hopes everyone makes it and he hopes no one's get caught, but also people being caught, there's an element of shame because they've been caught but also delight because it means more money for him.
0: Yeah, and don't forget that's the main reason he went into this show in the first place. He went into this show, he went into this entire process wanting to add financial value to the family and the way to do that is by winning as much of the £100,000 as you possibly can. But again, it shows the temperament of the man that you know. his first thought is not about how much money he could win his first thought is completely about the other people in the process have they done it too have they managed to evade capture it would be really lovely if they are at the extraction point there's no thought to himself in the first instant
1: no he's still thinking of others
0: still thinking of others still putting others first and also has that self-doubt and you see it um as he gets on the boat he's the first on onto it and mm-hmm. um, he's absolutely stunned and um, he says at the end you know that he wasn't anything special um and he, he he did that being him um and he feels you know like the process has changed him it's added yeah. value to his life but you see the contrast you know io gets on the boat And he's
1: celebrating straight away. Yeah,
0: he's the not not arrogance but the elation is there, the character of him rise to the surface, almost wanting to show off and, you know, wave a flare and wave a flag at the hunters who are only seconds behind. They pull into the car park as the as the the boat pulls off. If they were in the right place in the first place, had they not all put their eggs in one basket, um, which essentially they did by all meeting up in one place.
1: They did. It
0: may well have been could have been completely different. A different outcome, absolutely. And, you know, Io celebrating. Nick is almost nervous at celebrating with him. It's almost like he can't yeah, believe there's, it. Yeah, there's sort
1: of like a little handshake, a little hug. And then Nick sort of just sits back down and goes back to being himself.
0: Yeah, and it, it's... Oh, I don't know, with, with Nick, it, it's so heartwarming to see because he's not up and celebrate. He's not, like, in your face or anything like that. He's just a man who has gone through a process and who has been able to do it. In fact, I don't think, probably to this day, he even believes that he actually did manage to do that.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: It is tremendous. It's a great, great story. Um, It's obviously not on the level of um, Bob and Alex, which which comes later on. Um, But it is on a separate level of teaching a lesson to people that are out there. And that is, no matter what people think of you, no matter what their perceptions are of you and your life, the only person who is a limitation on what you can do and what you can achieve is you. Yeah. And what that would have done for him and his self-confidence and his self-esteem is tremendous and what £50,000 would have no doubt done for him and his family is great. But I don't think it would have changed him too much. I don't think it would have turned him into somebody who is all of a sudden outgoing. I think it would have just been, I've done this. I've earned this. I've got rid of that little bit of self-doubt that I had, that lack of self-belief. But now I carry on my life because this is me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He got back to looking after his kids and yeah, he went back to his life. He did what he wanted to do and went on with everything
0: let's talk about him then as uh a, 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 an inspiration a person who um gave us all a journey as, as as viewers we had our overriding views of him at the start what about our overriding views of him now that he's completed the process he's got on the boat he's extracted he is a winner he is a champion of hunted he has evaded capture what does his story say to us as viewers and to the rest of the viewing public?
1: That you shouldn't underestimate people. Just because they seem to be one thing doesn't mean that that's what they are.
0: Mm. Just because you come across as a certain thing, just because you don't live your life out in the constant spotlight doesn't mean that you are... Um, that sort of person who is, you know, not capable of doing something, yep. you are capable of, of of doing it, you are capable of being there, um, you are capable of contributing something to your life, to your family and I actually think a lot of it with Nick is less about, you know, showing that you can win a game show mm-hmm. but that you can transform your life by pushing yourself out there He does this, he wins the thing by, if we're analysing how he did it, by keeping his cards close to his chest. Yeah. Not by choice, by circumstance. Yeah. He never had that massive network of people, but it didn't deter him. No. That's one thing when we spoke about if we ever did it, if we ever... We're stupid enough to to go on it. We never would because we'd never get accepted because of this. But if we ever would, one of the fears for me would be I don't have enough people that I feel A, confident in reaching out to or B, I'm able to reach out to anyway. Mm -hmm. My network isn't big enough. But he didn't let that deter him. He actually went, right, well, I can't go down that avenue. So I'm going to find this. This is not a problem. This is a solution. Yeah. And in terms of where I'm going to go, I don't know that part of the world i don't know birmingham i don't know scotland i don't know all of those places where people tend to go you know when you you sort of see it now don't you as the series goes on that people just do a sort of circle around the uk yeah just sort of go on a loop whereas he just sticks very much to one area keeps his head down and just gets on with it yeah and he doesn't see that he doesn't see you know go he doesn't see it as a need to go and explore. He doesn't see it as a need to go and visit new places and take in new sites. He sees it as, this is what I've got to do.
1: Yeah, he knew what he wanted and he didn't let anything take him off that track.
0: And he also didn't feel the need to push himself to speak to too many people. He chose his moments. Yeah. He chose the moments when he needed help and that he needed to reach out. And maybe we don't we don't know because you only see what gets put in the final edit, edit There, no doubt would have been people that would have said no to him or maybe would have done something to grasp him up. like we actually see it with io a little bit don't we when he escape, uh, gets taken by uh, a couple yes. they actually ring the hunters and then yeah, they, they have a change of heart and tell, him. And, and tell him and all right it puts him in hot water but it actually does help him in in the end in yeah. some way um but Nick doesn't necessarily have that He No he, we, All we see is positives All we see is people trying to help Yeah You know, your Richards, your Sarahs Your Barbaras. Your barbers of the world Just wanting to help this guy Who has been under the radar for so long And been looked looked at in a certain way it just, He doesn't feel the need to overcomplicate it over the pudding
1: No, he just sort of does what he needs to do And that's it
0: and that's and that's maybe the way to um to go and win um i do feel because of how he won and because of what he did to win that the series was changed over the years yeah
1: yeah i think it, it led to maybe some rules being put in place and <clears throat> certain things happening because you know people appear more now than what nick did
0: mm and i do feel that i don't know it, it gave people the confidence to to get out there and push themselves but i think it was a big turning point for the show especially yeah. for, for where it went and do you know what good luck to him i would love to be able to to track him down and yeah get his thoughts on it so many years on because what it's 2016 when uh that went out so it probably would have been 2015 when it was filmed you know it's a big change in his life and i think you know they didn't really dwell on it too much after the the extraction. You know, Blexley says, well done to them. We were very, very close. And it's yeah. focused all around them as it as it would be. Um, I would like to see, um, I would have liked to have heard more from Dr. Donna um, yeah. and her experience of it. But I'd love to hear um, from Nick and, uh, you know, from uh, from things from his perspective, how it did change his life. And it goes to show we did a bit of a dive, didn't we, on the internet there were people that set up appreciation pages people yes. voted for him we actually didn't expect when we went for the four that people would vote for nick
1: no we didn't no we thought it would maybe be an alex episode or ewan or sarah yeah definitely not nick there was a lot of love out there for nick
0: mm. there was oh you've thrown me right on the bus there i was having a drink oh you, sorry you, you carry on sorry I'll let you off. Maybe was, I'm, do you know what we said two weeks ago? People may may well be thinking what happened to Ellie because we said at the end of the last episode I was going to drag her in, and I am thinking about it even more now. Uh, I'm not covering fine, those gaps, okay. but there you go. um Finally, though, on Nick Cummins' journey, um mm. let's give a, a massive bit of a appreciation for the underdog because he really did go from being the grey man to the great man. He did, yeah. And if you were to take one thing away from it, and Um, take one moment away from Nick's time on the run and Nick's time on the programme and the things he did what's the, the highlight for you?
1: I think the decoy is my highlight the fact that he was so underestimated and they thought that he was stupid enough to get himself caught but he played them and he played them so well and he used... A stranger to act as him um it just shows that you you can prove to everyone that you can do things that they don't think you can do
0: mm, yeah 100 percent. well we hope that you've enjoyed our sort of look at nick cummins and his time on hunted hope it's not been too rambly for you uh we'll be back next time with one final look at a fugitive when we talk all things sarah so we do want you to get involved
1: yes um please send us your thoughts on sarah um your favorite moments from sarah's series um if you saw her let us know if you helped us let us know um you can let us know on twitter and instagram at hunted or send us an email huntedpodoutlook.com yeah
0: and please do follow us on social media share it all about and things like that and um, we will be back with more episodes very very soon indeed with a brand new series we look forward to celebrity Hunter talking all about that and we'll do some different bits and bobs uh, in between as well don't forget to like rate and subscribe apologies that we've not been with you for a couple of weeks we'll have one more episode of um, this series Um, still to come and then we'll of course be back with some brand new content um, in between. Uh, There's only one thing left to say and you know what this week I'm not going to do the whole you know your time on the pod is over you have been hunted down and you know why? Why? Because Nick Cummins has uh, told us that it's more important than having a laugh it's more important than you know what you expect to hear. He said on a number of occasions that he was going to do the right thing when he needed to, not to stop, just to carry on going. You know, he didn't let things deter him. He also had that nervous laugh of his, which uh, sort of suppressed and let out that inner character, that inner sort of fire which he was trying to, to battle against. He showed that nothing should get in your mind about being hunted. Nothing should really distract you from... Getting to the final point where you want to be. Nothing should stop you achieving your goal. Even when there was planes overhead and sounds of drone. He just sat there and drank his milk, ate his pasty, got up and had a gentle stroll off. He was stunned. He said he wasn't anything special. He said that he did that being me. Yes, Nick, you did do that being you. But to say you weren't anything special. I think your time on the run showed very, very differently indeed. And in fact, the grey man wasn't grey at all, was he, in the end? Nope. The grey man was colourful. The grey man did, in the end, eventually, when he was on the boat and when he you know, got one over on the hunter's by doing the decoy, <laughs> he very much became the great man thanks as always for listening we'll see you next time on the H- hunted podcast can't even get my words out and do you know what i'm gonna say it anyway okay. your time on the pod is over you have been hunted bye most of the fugitives have fled birmingham but there's one who is yet to escape the city nick cummings a 50 year old from taunton is the only fugitive without a getaway driver some description.
1: In his kit, Nicholas, he had a um, cycling helmet as well.
0: Every camera in Birmingham is pointed at me right now, but I don't mind because I'm looking good. <laughs> Winning 100,000 will mean I bring financial value to the family, so I do want to succeed Hope at the this. Thing is beautiful in its own way. <laughs> Hello Steve, Will. So we're about 10 minutes off um, the location of Milk Street, mate. We're just heading into Birmingham now. Okay. Your target, Nicholas Cummings. He's on a push bike and he's entered a canal path. We're just trying to get that exact location for you. You're going to be quicker than him in the vehicle to cover him off at the next stop. We've got intelligence to suggest Nick Cummings isn't far from your location along that canal path. So just prepare yourselves to get a hold of him as he comes through. I've got possible now coming towards you, Steve. Are you receiving? Standing by. High vis jacket, five, four. Cancel, council, that's a negative on Nick Cummings. Negative on Nick Cummings. I've lost the canal again. <laughs> <laughs> Unwittingly, Nick's given the hunters the slip by coming off the canal path and getting lost in the city centre. There's no sightings on him. Um, we've missed him. That is bloody
1: Okay. It's not going to last 28 days on that bike. You can't cycle far because that's yeah. so impractical in those big yeah. shoes. Okay. Yeah, I can't decide if he is really much more sophisticated than we're giving Give him, him credit, credit for yeah, yeah. Exactly. or if he is as
0: an actor as he comes across we'll get over this crack the hardest bit i've got away touch words so far you could try to play but you're never gonna beat me look the other way what i'm doing ain't easy bloody and stain from the people who deceive me bloody hands break through the chains go free me people are like sheep who feed hurt it easy Don't wanna be fast asleep when they're Better stand tall, ready for a flight, believe me And when they drive the chains, you can say no, free me